Connecticut's budget is due after tax season next month. And, well, most residents can't make heads or tails of it. Civic education uh, in American school really has seen a very significant decline. Rosa DeLauro has represented Connecticut's 3rd Congressional District for the past 30 years. She says residents need a lesson in civics. I'm Ebong Udama, WSHU senior political reporter. I try to make sense of local and national policy by talking to the people who are directly involved. Coming up on Capitol Avenue, Connecticut's third district congresswoman pushes to get U.S. citizens better informed about the government. Currently, the funding for civic education is $3 million, or just five cents per K through 12 student in the U.S. Representative DeLauro chairs the U.S. House Appropriations Committee. She wants the federal government to spend a billion dollars on civic education. But first, this podcast is made possible by you. Contribute today, online at WSHU.org, and tell them you heard this message on Capitol Avenue. And thank you. Class is in session. I spoke with Delaro shortly after she joined a bipartisan group of her colleagues to introduce the Civic Secures Democracy Act. What exactly would this legislation do and why is it necessary now? Mm-hmm. Well, look, let me just start with the back end of that, that question. You've seen over the last uh, several decades, civic education uh, in American school really has seen a very significant decline. Um, and um, the consequences, I think one has to take a look at, the consequences of the neglect of, 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 of this area of study, if you will, um, uh, I, I think it's visible in our divisive politics uh, uh, today. There's a lack of knowledge or an understanding of democratic principles, and that's a small d, you know, norms, institutions, the way government uh, functions, um, and uh, so that it is, um, uh, it, it, it is an, a, a, what we know about the research when you're looking at civic education, um, uh, you get more people are more likely to vote and discuss politics at home. They're more likely to complete college, develop skills that lead to employment. They're four times more likely to give back to their communities, volunteering, doing community work, understanding you, you know, civic engagement. Um, uh, and they're more confident in their ability to speak publicly and communicate with elected representatives to understand that elected representatives are there to listen to their voices. And that's what this is all about. So it is critical, in my view, that we get back uh, to a a, a significantly uh, focused on civic education. And I I think I would just add one, one more thing, that following the violent attack that occurred, uh, in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, and the Capitol in general on January uh, 6th. I think that it makes it enormously clear that a robust investment in civic education is needed now more than ever. Uh, that's why I'm moving forward. I want to talk about the bill in a second. But look, I think one also has to take into consideration the lack of funding 
to support high quality civics learning, as well as the absence of testing and school accountability measures for students who are learning in the subject, I think has resulted where you've seen a number of schools who have dropped civic education classes from middle school and from high school, from the curriculum. And they have reduced the numbers of hours the subject is taught in elementary school. I believe it's a problem, whether it is uh, lower income families, urban, rural schools, they have, had, they have felt the brunt of this reduction or eliminated uh, civics learning. Now, I will tell you that currently the funding for civic education is $3 million or just five cents per K through 12 student in the U.S. Now, the curriculum is a local issue. How do you get the federal government involved in this? And how, it's just a matter of persuasion? How, how are you going to go about yeah, doing no, no, this? this is not, man, this, this is about making, it's about a billion dollar investment in civic education. It's a variety of grants to states, to nonprofits, that institutions of higher education, um, uh, researchers to, to support and expand access, um, uh, it, it, grant programs uh, that targeted to strengthen civics programs, uh, uh, promote, if you will, through education, comprehensive studies of American history. It's more of a carrot to, to encourage people to do That's this. Right. Exactly. To encourage people. This is not about, uh, uh, you know, inserting the federal government uh, into, you know, determining what the curriculum uh, is. And now, is this going to be a one-shot deal or is this going to be ongoing? Are these going to be ongoing programs? Yes. Yeah. Well, we have to get it passed first and foremost. And what we want to try to do is the funding level for this bill is a billion dollars for 2022. And then for the uh, for five succeeding years, uh, a, a one-time um, uh, authorization for uh, fellowship programs or scholarship programs for youngsters. So it's a billion dollars annually, uh, and still that is about less than a third of the amount that we provide for uh, literacy or for STEM instruction services. If you ask Democratic legislative leaders, new revenue might be needed to close the state's budget gap. I don't ever try to just raise taxes because I can say that I did something. We do it if we have to. If you ask the governor, hey, not so fast. I don't think we need to raise taxes for the sake of raising taxes. If you ask Congresswoman Rosa DeLauro, civics education might help residents better understand the mix-up. A robust investment in civic education is needed now more than ever. This is Capital Avenue from WSHU Public Radio, making sense of local and national policy by talking to the people who are directly involved. Spread the word by rating Capital Avenue on your podcasting app. The more informed listeners in our community, the better. This episode was produced by J.D. Allen. WSHU's web editor is Dave Eisenstadter. Terry Sheridan is WSHU's news director, and Tom Couser is WSHU's program director. I'm Ebong Udama. Thanks for listening. Until next time.